Okay, I'm good to go. Once you are, I'll sync us up. CM Punk! CM Punk! CM Punk! CM Punk! CM Punk! Sorry, I had to get that out of my system. No problem. Uh, Should I sync us up? Yeah, yeah. Yeah? Okay. Referencing, of course, uh, CM Punk, a professional wrestler, I believe, from uh, those wrestling shows that you like to watch. Chunky Monkey Punky, the man himself. Yeah, well, there we are. Pepsi Man. I'm bitter about wrestling anyway. Honestly, I've been bitter about wrestling for three and a half years now. Um, it's, it's part of what makes a wrestling fan is to just sort of hate it all of the time. That's what, how you be a fan of anything. Pretty much. Just despise everything for reasons valid and petty. Oh, the petty, the petty is, that's like the important stuff. It's the sweetest plum. It really what it is. Oof. Mm. Speaking of which, uh, uh, since this is, this is nominally a video game podcast and i have it's the trash girl diaries that is what it is starring elsa farrah and stephanie sterling the commander and i don't have a title a a very sore back yeah yeah i talked about it on pod uh, acquisition a little bit but yeah i just saw footage of the bump i choose to believe that someone's blown it out and that's why it's sore no The bump didn't even look that good. Oh. It was the worst bump I've taken in my life, and I was like, at least it'll look good. (laughs) No. I could certainly see the bit that hurt, like, looking back. I can pinpoint the exact moment I fucked my back and neck and shoulders and head. Jesus. It didn't even look all that good, Elsa. (laughs) Wrestling is dangerous. I am a trained professional. And mistakes happen. Obviously, I'm very lucky in that I didn't get concussed and I can walk. But it was a humbling reminder of just how wrong wrestling can go. Yeah, I got very lucky with that. But yeah, my back is very, very sore. I'm imagining Jim Ross. As God is my witness, they are broken in half. That is how I felt. Like, my... <laughs> my I land, Landing so high up on my back and neck... The lower half, which, that's where my ass is, so you know that that's where, like, most of me is. Mm. That accordioned, like, the, the, basically my lower half whiplashed. Um, and it bent right where the, uh, the career-ending injury that I got before I even started training. It, It bent that part of the back where things protrude. But anyway, let's let's not talk about how brave I am for my big wrestling injury. You sacrifice so much for your I'm art. So brave. I'm I'm so, so brave. brave. I know we have to talk about like computer games or something. Oh yeah, those old uh, plinky plonky color machines that the kids like. Yeah. I ne- I never really understood them myself because I would much rather stay in my bed and masturbate all day yeah 
Um, I had a games console once. I'll tell you about that after you bring your discussion point up. Yes. My discussion point is uh, the Steam autumn sale happened. Because I don't celebrate Thanksgiving because it's the worst holiday ever. Oh, the moment I was out of the country, I lost track of them. Like, yep. the past two years since I've been back in the UK, I've been shocked when someone mentions Thanksgiving. It completely wiped from my brain. Yep. It's terrible. That's just it. Like, only old people like it. And not even all of them anymore. I it, Fuck Thanksgiving. I hate it. I hate it, I hate it, I hate it. It's like, oh, remember that time we did a cheeky genocide? And it's like, if we celebrated every time Americans did a genocide, every single goddamn day would be a bank holiday. Fuck that. But Steam used it, as many retailers do, as an excuse to have a sale. So I picked up a few things. And uh, on a positive note, I picked up a game called A Short Hike, which I believe came out in 2018. And it is a, a cozy game, you know, people, that's a, that's, a, that's a new term people like to use for video games without much of an adversarial element to them that sort of revel in the beauty of the mundane. Aye. A short hike is literally about being a little anthropomorphic bird who's trying to hike up a, uh, a mountain trail on, a, on an island. But it's very pleasant. It's nice. It's just a nice thing. Another thing I, I picked up uh, is, and I know that this is a, a video game of which you're very, very fond, Stephanie. <laughs> I couldn't even finish that with a straight face. I'm kidding. It's Mass Effect that I got in the... I got really the... excited then. You were yep. like, this is a game you're fond of. And I'm sat here like, oh, this is... I'm going to get excited to talk about a good game. And then you said Mass Effect. Mass Effect. Now my trust in the world is shattered. You led me into a trap. Well, now you know how I feel. You've honey trapped me. Mm. With all of the honey. Isn't it, though? Isn't it, though? So Mass Effect, I have Mass played Effect. that before. I played it when it first came out, and I fucking hated it. And then I played it when they re-released them a couple years back and i tolerated it so my my estimation of it has gone up over the years i played the the legendary edition having not played a mass effect Ooh. game since oh boy like 2011 uh-huh when mass effect 2 was the newest mass effect game mass effect 2 in my estimation is one of the bigger glow-ups i've seen from original to sequel but like that's just because like the first mass effect is what it is but the thing that really pisses me off is that, like, I got Mass Effect, you know, and it's like, okay, you know, I'll pay 12 bucks for all three Mass Effect games, maybe finish what I started uh, at the turn of the last decade. Sure, why not? I boot it up on Steam, and I immediately have to set up a fucking EA account. Ugh, like it's a fucking mid-2000s. Yeah. They loved accounts. I did like a, a Jimquisition video in like the mid 2000s. I remember uh, it. Yeah, about the amount of accounts that we were expected to sign up for. Game Loft Live, you play. Every single fucking like company wanted its own little bespoke yeah. launcher and they were all shit. Fucking launchers. That <sighs> that is another one. I think the last wasn't it the the Grand Theft Auto releases in like 2021 or something that like the last time they ever tried to do that 
It was uh, the Rockstar launcher or something. Honestly, I couldn't tell you because I, I, I hate Grand Theft Auto uh, as a franchise. I don't, I don't like it. I've never liked it. I've tried to get into Grand Theft Auto so many times, and I'm just like, this is, this alternates between boring, irritating, and like somehow pretentious. Feathers. I like Red Dead Redemption though, the first like or I guess the second game in that series, but the Red yeah, Red Dead Redemption? I like that one. Mm-hmm. Maybe because I like the protagonist as opposed to every like every Grand Theft Auto game I've ever played. Yeah. Well I, I Red Dead Redemption with Arthur Morgan in that. Well no, I think the 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 one I played was the one with John Marston. Oh, that's it. Yeah, because they'd read Dead Revolver and then Red Dead Redemption, then Red Dead Re- Redemption Two, didn't they? Yes, and Red Dead Redemption Two was the one with Arthur Morgan. I know that much. There we go. That one I didn't like. Haven't played it. Uh, I mean, I Yahtzee has talked at length about the realistic horse plot plot physics. It's so far up its own ass mechanically. I actually like. I'm I'm interested in the characters and that. But the laborious animations to do anything. If I want to search a body, what I want is to press a button and get the shit. I don't want to stand there and watch Arthur Morgan pat down all the pockets of everyone he's looting individually. Oh, it's so realistic, though, Stephanie. I hate that shit. That is so up its ass. Yeah, no, that... that... That's annoying. They did it just because they could, and whoever programmed that animation was probably worked half to death for pennies anyway. Yeah. So, like, ugh. You know, thinking of of games with uh, looting mechanics in them. Another thing I did recently was a couple nights ago, I played the demo uh, for Lies of P. You know how you loot corpses in that game? You walk up to them and you press a fucking button. You just press the fucking button and you get the fucking stuff. Yep. I love it yep. when games, like, let you play them. For real, though. And Lies of Pete does let me play it for, for to its, its good credit. Game. You know, I, game, that. I don't think I'll be buying it. Nah. Well, there's a couple of reasons for that. I mean, I've gone on record now on this very podcast multiple times with the opinion that Bloodborne is, is the best video game. Because it is. And Lies of P is clearly very heavily inspired by Bloodborne. Lies of P is basically the video game equivalent of Bloodborne cosplay. Kinda, yeah. And here's the thing. It kind of feels like, you know, to go back to the wrestling, um, welcome back CM Punk. I love you CM Punk. I'd give you a big kiss right on the mouth if you'd let me CM Punk. There is a uh, a sequence, a, a promo segment, ages and ages ago, with uh, a man named Heath Slater, who had a gimmick for a really long time that he wasn't technically employed by WWE, but he kept trying to fight for a contract and losing. Because, you know, he's got kids. That was his catchphrase. I got kids! I need this job, yeah. and I got kids. So one day, he actually steps into the ring while um, while Paul Heyman and Brock Lesnar are doing their thing. And Heath, Heath Slater, like, steps up to Brock Lesnar and tries to fight him. 
Lies of P kind of feels like the Heath Slater to Bloodborne's Brock Lesnar. For those who don't know, Brock Lesnar is a... I hesitate to say human. He's the closest a human has ever got to resembling a street shark. A big, muscular shark man. He's a street shark's blobfish. I've said this about him for about a decade now. He's just consecutive lumps of, of muscle and rage. And Heath Slater is a skinny man with a receding hairline. The point I'm making is that, you know, if you shoot, if you take a shot at the king, you better not miss. And the more a game tries to be Bloodborne, the more glaring it's going to be every single time I realize that it isn't Bloodborne. Right. And like, so the little things in Lies of P that I might otherwise forgive feel worse to me. Like the fact that Pinocchio's dodge sucks. Oh, that's improved as well. Oh, you said you got the demo, didn't you? Yes. The dodge is better in the full game. They still want to really push uh, parrying, but they did make it a lot better in the final game. Like the over-reliance on parrying feels like a mistake a lot of Souls-like games make. Timesia did that. As I was playing it, I was just like, this feels like a lesser Bloodborne. It still plays well. I still like the aesthetic. Also, what I like is that it feels like they very much knew what they were doing with how hot Pinocchio is. Right, yeah. Because the demo starts, he's wearing this like thin silk white shirt. And then he goes outside and it's pissing rain. So the shirt gets wet and clings to his skin. So you can see it. You can see you everything. Can see, you can see his sexy back and his tits and stuff. Right, the breast's exposed for our pleasure. Goddamn right. And, you know, mm, mm. if you ever wanted to know about my taste in men, uh, that, that right there. Except for the fact that he, at least in the demo, I don't think he, he does not emote or speak. Yeah, he doesn't really. He just sort of looks a bit bored. Yeah, that's just it. Like, and it's like, I, I don't really have much investment in this world and these characters. Like, I mean, I know people might be like, oh, well, you know, it's just a demo. Code Vein just had a demo too, but I still managed to care. And I think that, look, I'm sure Liza P is a good game. I'm not saying it isn't. I'm saying it doesn't really, it doesn't really work for me because it doesn't measure up to the comparisons that it invites with every waking breath. Like, I'm playing it, and I'm just like, this is this is decent. I could be playing Bloodborne right now. And I think that that's a pitfall that a lot of Souls-likes fall into, trying to evoke the feeling of Dark Souls or Bloodborne, like, instead of taking that skeleton and doing their own thing with it. Um, again, I just keep going back to, to Code Vein, because I... Say what you want about Code Vein. Fuck knows I have. But at least Code Vein is Code Vein. It's not trying to emulate the aesthetic or even the mood or the feeling of Dark Souls or Bloodborne or Sekiro or whatever. Code Vein is its own thing. That's where Liza P kind of falters for me. Fair enough. Not enough anime titties either in Liza P. That was what held it back for me. Yeah, and that's what propels Code Vein forward. You do get big Marie Antoinette-looking spiders. 
That kind of makes me want to buy it now, actually. They're pretty cool. Like, some of the robot designs are really, really good in that game. Oh, I bet. I bet that they are. Not that I've played it. What, Lies of P? Yeah, I've never played a video game. I've only ever played one video game. Really? And that is Grandstand's Ghost Catcher LCD handheld machine from 1989. It's the only (laughs) game I've ever played. It was small plastic LCD, which, uh, honestly, impressive technology because you look at the screen and there's nothing there. And then when you turn it on, there are little black outlines of creatures. It's like magic. Yeah, no, that's that's incredible. Yeah. That's astonishing. I wonder why they don't make them anymore. You can't put microtransactions in them, can you? I suppose not. I mean, not with that attitude. Do you ever have any old LCD? The little uh, tiger games. Tiger Electronics, they were the ones who, who had a lot of those in um, mm. back in the day. Yes, I had quite a few. Because they were sort of the cheaper alternative to like a Game Boy or a Game Gear. Or that titan of industry. The absolute zenith of portable gaming, the Atari Lynx. But those lofty heights, very few people could attain. And so for the rest of us, for us mere mortals who could not reach the mountaintop upon which the Atari Lynx sat in its mighty litter box. We had the Tiger games, the little handheld games, each one. It it, it was ba- it basically used the same technology that a fucking calculator does. Yeah, I mean, it is basically the same thing. It's these little, like, black images that are just highlighted to create the illusion of movement. Yeah, the angry video game nerd has a whole video about them. Every now and then I plan to get a ghost catcher machine, because that was the one I remember having as a kid. This little lilac-coloured... I look on eBay, there are other colours, I won't brook it. Lilac-coloured triangle with, like, green bumper-style buttons on it, and it would go... It'll do that music. I don't know if I ever knew how to play it. You were someone holding a cross, and these bat-like ghosts were flapping around. That's awesome. Yeah. My brother had a Street Fighter one. I had a Batman one. Ah. Yeah, because when I was a kid, I was obsessed with with Batman the Animated Series. That was my jam. Still a good show. It was good. It was good. It's funny, because it was kind of part of my, my trans awakening when I was a tiny, tiny kid. Because I wanted to be Catwoman. And later on, I wanted to be Poison Ivy. You know, as I've gotten older, I've come to realize that if I was any Batman villain, I'd be Harley Quinn, but specifically Harley Quinn as portrayed in the 2019 show. Uh, The Harley Quinn show. That's a good show. That's a great show. And she's tons and tons of fun in it. It's nice to know that Kaylee Cuoco is still getting work after the Big Bang Theory ended. But... I did have one LCD game, and it was the Batman the Animated Series game that I could theoretically grab on eBay. It's sealed new in the package for 200 bucks. if I want it that bad. 
Sorry, I got momentarily distracted by a commercial for Street Fighter 2, the LCD game. It was really bad. They made commercials for that? Jesus That's Christ. what surprised me. <sighs> Street Fighter 2. Yeah, sad. So who's... Let me ask you this. Um, yeah. Pre-Street Fighter 6, who's your best one? Your best Street Fighter character? Vega, obviously. It's a solid choice. I mean, I'd be solid if he something sex with him being hot he had everything he had sharp claws for stab him yeah he had a mask which obviously is a budding envy at the time i was inexplicably drawn to masks can't possibly imagine why and he was clearly like a prancing queen which he really was ticks all my boxes god he's wonderful Thinking about like later games where he will, um, if if he's fighting a female opponent, he'll actually throw a rose to them. Mm-hmm. Like so, you see him like doing like these elegant bows and throwing roses to Chun Li. I am sad he didn't make it into Street Fighter Six. The the one Street Fighter I can actually play, and my boy's not in it. I know, Obviously, Marissa right? goes a long way to making up for it. The only way Street Fighter Six could have impressed me more with a, a big step on me mommy character would be if Angela White were playable. Why isn't she? Right? Why isn't Angela White playable in everything? They don't have any representation from her native Australia. Like That's true. She, she should be in it. She should be the first Australian street fighter. Just like how they didn't have any fighters from like South Korea for a really long time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was it was 2010 when uh, Judy first showed up in Super Street Fighter 4. She's great. She became very popular as the the sexy evil girl that a lot of fighting games have. Well, she fights with her bare feet. Oh boy, does she ever. Yeah. <laughs> she's so, like, she's so fetishy, but, like, in a way that there's something about her that I've always liked. And I think that in later games, she's just kind of a a, a gremlin. Like, she's just kind of a, a, a rabble rouser who causes yeah. problems on purpose. God, I want to play Street Fighter 6 now. I almost want to play Street Fighter 6. I can't. I've got to play Gangs of Sherwood. Do you really have to play <laughs> Gangs of Sherwood, Stephanie? Must Someone's you? Someone's making me. But, you know, it's a new game. I, I can get a review out of it. I can get content out of it, darling. Oh, not, boy. Not much content. It's not much of a game. Did they not see what happened the last, like, five or six times somebody tried to make a Robin Hood movie? Yeah, but this this has a twist. What if? Right? Draw closer, Elsa, right? Draw closer. Right. right up next closer to the... Still. There we yeah. are. That's it. There we right are. Right up in your in your right. face. Yeah, there we go. What if Robin Hood but steampunk? Holy there fucking shit. Now she changes her tone. Holy sweet mother of God. The penny's finally dropped. Yep. What if now, I'm a big sucker for what if what but what narrative conceits. I love what if what but what. And so I have for no other reason 
Because Lord knows they didn't show any gameplay in their trailers. Yeah. All I knew was online co-op. Oh Jesus! I expected like a first-person shooter, or like I expected something along the lines of Vermintide. I didn't expect a third-person sort of hack and slash with sort of shooting that is just really awkward to play and not very fun. But you can be made Marion in it. Mm, that's something. That's not nothing. Yeah. Can you be a sexy furry twink? Because no. like that's the only time anybody gave a hot shit about a Robin Hood movie was when it was either Mel Brooks doing it and just making his usual barrage of dick jokes and, and being amazing. Or when it served as an awakening for hundreds of millions of furries. That was the first thing Fee said this morning when they saw me playing it was, why aren't you a fox in this? For real, Where's though? the fox? Or the, 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 what were the other animals in, in the Disney ride? Like, Little John was, a was a bear. Yeah. There was a snake. There was a snake. I remember, yeah, I remember. Yeah, reminded uh, me of the snake. I liked him. He was my favorite. I don't remember watching Robin Hood, the Disney Robin Hood, from beginning to end. I remember seeing bits of it, but I don't think I've seen the whole film front to back. Hmm. Not like Fern Gully. I've seen Fern Gully front to back. But I've not seen Robin Hood's the next best thing to you Fern Gully. You know what's funny is I, I've seen Robin Hood, but I don't think I've seen Fern Gully start to finish. Oh, you ain't missing nothing. Oh, I, sure I rewatched it a couple years ago. It actually is a bad film. A lot of those, like, quote unquote classic animated movies are. Yeah. A lot of them just aren't very good. Like, I'll just come out and say it. Cinderella, not that great. You're dancing with the devil. You're I know, right? You've just, like, you've cracked the door to the Hurt Locker ajar just a little bit. You've just had a little look inside. Yeah, well, for starters, there's no room in there because Jonathan has taken up permanent residence. But also, Cinderella's a boring-ass movie. If you don't like it, bibbidi-bobbidi-blow me. <laughs> you said blow. I did. I did. I was talking about my penis. Oh, like sucking it, like putting it yeah. in your mouth and then like like wibbling it up and down a bit. Yeah, like like you gotta you gotta oh, you gotta move your neck to 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 stimulate the nerves on the penis so it right, feels so that, like all good. Yeah, you'd enjoy that. I would. Yeah, like the most enjoyment I could possibly get out of it is if Angela White were to do it mm. because she's a professional. But you know you're getting the like a level of of commitment, quality, and care that only a pro could deliver. And that's why Angela White should be in every video game. That is true. Why the fuck isn't she in Final Fantasy sixteen? Because she's too good for it. You know she really is. I like that game a lot. But I had this idea mm-hmm. for a crime novel, a oh. psychological taut mind. A taut psychological thriller. Mm-hmm. I've been really excited about this. I came up with it on a car in a car ride today. It's called the Phantom Rectum. Damn near killed him. Right? I mean, this one does. This is our oh, mate. We're talking about a deadly tube here, right? It is about oh, a detective what wakes up one morning to find that the inside of his mouth is a rectum, somebody else's rectum. Mouth, normal, but when he opens his mouth, it's 
just you know when you see the fiber optic camera it's like that it's just squidgy wet tubes in there (laughs) and the detective somehow knows that that rectum belongs to someone and that someone is out there and they've got to find that person maybe like using clues gleaned from the poo that is now tumbling out of this detective's mouth like take that to the lab for analysis it's basically like a psychological game of scat and mouse as this detective (laughs) attempts to work out whose rectum has replaced his esophagus and does the owner of that rectum know and it will turn out like as we go on like the identity is uncovered and that's when the owner of the phantom rectum starts eating like curry and drinking loads of water to slow oh, the no. detective down, because obviously, and that's what the villain of the piece says at one point, like, what goes into my mouth becomes your problem, detective. So they're there, like, munching down Taco Bell, and they know that a couple of hours later, that detective is going to have a really bad time, just going to interfere with the case. So that layers on top of the sort of hunt element some real tension. That's some real Death Note shit. Probably. Fuck. Yeah. Well, damn, fuck. I'm expecting uh, Ladybird Books to pick that up. Uh, I'll be expecting my call once this goes out. Sorry, you, you said Phantom Rectum, and then immediately all I've been able to think about is Goatsy. Do you remember mm. Goatsy? Oh, yeah, yeah, I was a big fan of his work. When people would trick each other in the 2000s, because the 2000s was a terrible time to be alive. People would trick each other into just looking at this picture of a man stretching out his anus to the width of, like, a barrel. Shock sites were a big thing back in the day. Rotten.com was... Meatspin. Very famous. Meatspin was, of course, an image of uh, a penis. Yes. Spinning round. It was a trans woman getting... It was. Getting fucked up the ass and her penis was spinning around while while it happened. Uh, Lemon Party, of course. The three old men sort of kissing and cuddling naked. Uh, All of these shock images and Goatsy, you know, one of the most famous. Uh, The Willpower was was one that I actually kind of liked. I don't remember that one. The Willpower was a man in like wraparound Oakley shades and a backwards baseball cap. In a look he stole from Jonathan Holmes off of Road Rules Northern Trail. Except mm. this man was uh, sucking his own dick. Oh. Uh-huh. While the song Now You're a Man, A Man, Man, Man was playing. Brilliant. It was, oh yeah, no, it was a modern masterpiece. It made me happy. Makes me yeah, happy right. to think about it still. But this novel, now I have to yeah. wonder, is there franchise potential in in the Phantom Record? I mean... Like, I think it's going to be the first part of a trilogy of books. So I think, obviously, there is potential to go multimedia with it. A line of merch, if it gets big enough, which I think it will be. Oh, it almost certainly will. This is a billion dollar idea. This is going to be the next Harry Potter, but like, actually worth reading and not contributing directly to the fucking infinite coffers of a sallow, gaunt, undead-looking turf. 
I've just noticed that about about J.K. Rowling, actually, is that like the more she embraces this hate movement that she is at the head of, the more emaciated she appears. Might be a portrait of Dorian Gray scenario. You never know. You never know. Yes, you do. They're not. That, that's pure fantasy fiction. You literally always know that it's not a portrait of Dorian Gray situation. Portrait the point Dorian. is, once I was curious to see if the goatsy guy had any more content, and he does. Isn't he like in porn? Like he he was a porn performer, wasn't he? He was certainly making porn. I don't know if anyone else was paying him for it, but <laughs> I've seen him put things in him that shouldn't. His ass is a TARDIS. <laughs> He's got a, a tard ass. A tar a turdis. Turdis. There we are. <laughs> oh, I, I, I don't even know if there's room for shit in that guy's ass. He'll find a way. It's like you captioned that Jurassic Park review the other day. Shite finds a way, right? Shite finds a way. God, that was a bad collection. It was a bad idea. Like, they're not good games to begin with. Like, they are shit games. Who the fuck is nostalgic for the Jurassic Park video games? Like, there has never been a point in time where there weren't better video games about dinosaurs. That is true. I did have something of a nostalgic recollection for the Genesis one, which I think many people, like, if if anyone was going to have nostalgia for any game on that collection, it'd probably be the Genesis one, where you could play as a Velociraptor, which at the time was a quite a quite a cool gimmick. And, like, you could do, like, a, um, like a double jump, like, in a Metroid, except that you were true. a dinosaur. Yeah. And had yeah, no, almost no control. Because the controls were stodgy and shit and the physics were awful and the jumping was bad. It is a shit game. And then to top it off, like, you've got six games. It masquerades as seven, but the Game Boy one is the same game as the NES one. Isn't the Super Nintendo one the same as the NES one as well? Like, just with better graphics? No, it is different. It's the same type of game. They're both sort of isometric shooters. And they're both horrible. Like, just make a game about being the T-Rex. Make a game about being the T-Rex, and you run around and eat people. Like, there's that one guy on the toilet, and you you eat him. You fight velociraptors, and then include a bunch of other levels where you fight other dinosaurs. And then maybe a giant robot shows up. I think there might have been one game where you did play as the T-Rex. Uh, yes, The Lost World Jurassic Park on the PlayStation and Sega Saturn. Sega Saturn, Jesus almighty. I never got to play it, but I did see a, see it featured on some TV show, and I really wanted to play it. Apparently, you play as a human, obviously. Uh, a human hunter, a Compsognathus, one of the little boys, the little tiny boys. Oh, I like those little guys. Yeah. You'd be a Velociraptor, a T-Rex, and Sarah Harding, who... Who? Fuck knows, I can't remember now. Who is Sarah Harding? Sarah Harding? Played by Julianne Moore. I very vaguely remember Julianne Moore in The Lost World. I'm sorry, it's hard for me to think of her in anything other than The Hunger Games and Big Lebowski. The Lost World Jurassic Park was released to mixed reviews, while critics uniformly described the sound effects as enthralling. (laughs) That when you've got to start there as your praise. 
The orchestral soundtrack is atmospheric and effective, and the differing playable characters is providing variety to the gameplay. Most felt that the poor controls override these issues and ruin the experience of playing the game. IGN, for instance, commented that all this great screaming and blood is lost after you realise you can't control the game for beans. Beans? I don't even like beans. Who does? Has there ever been a good... Well, people have said that that one game was good, that one Jurassic Park game, the one where you build the park, which I also haven't played. There's the arcade game. Oh, I have played the arcade game. Yeah, that one was fine. There's an arcade bar in Leeds um, that I went to once, and they've got a Jurassic Park arcade machine upstairs. It's two floors. You pay an entry fee to get in, then all the machines, they're all on free play. And they've nice. got a, a row of pinball machines, including the Ghostbusters pinball machine, with the little, like, hologram ghosts and shit on it. It's such a fucking cool machine. That's dope as fuck. It's fucking amazing. That would be one of the few remaining pinball tables that would cause me great temptation to acquire. It is gorgeous. I don't know, though. Will anything ever top the 1998 Godzilla pinball machine that you have? I mean, it's going to be tough. That's a really good pinball machine for a movie that, when I was a kid, I thought that was the best fucking movie in the world. I saw that at the cinema. I went to the movie theater to watch Godzilla, the 1998. So did I. More than once. Brilliant. Yeah, let me ask you this. Have you ever, have you been to a theater, to a cinema, to see the same movie multiple times? Uh... Yes. I believe I did it for Pokemon, the first Pokemon film. I believe I saw that twice. And I believe I did that for The Phantom Menace. I saw that twice. So did I. Yeah, those were the two. Any other film I only ever watched once, including Hollow Man, uh, which I've never seen before or since. What else did I see at the cinema? X-Men, the first X-Men live action film with Hugh, Hugh Jackman and the gang. The last time I went to the cinema, I haven't been to a cinema again since the lockdown unpleasantness of 2020. I go to the cinema fairly frequently. I may be going this weekend. But the last time I went to a cinema, it was to see Halloween, the 1980 or 70, whatever, Halloween. Oh. Going to see Halloween in a theater in 2023, by then it was like a 45-year-old movie. That's a fucking experience. Horrifying, by the way. That movie is horrifying. Yeah? That movie is scary as fuck. I don't care what anybody <laughs> says. That movie is fucking terrifying, and I love it. it. Oh, fucking awesome. Fucking fantastic. I love going to see old movies at theaters like that. The first Halloween was great at giving you the sense of being stalked. For real? Like, it's... The epitome of the look-behind-you horror movie. Uh, <laughs> God, you aren't fucking kidding. Now I'm thinking about it. Like, uh, uh, son of a bitch. It's fucking... Mm. This same theater, they show older movies fairly frequently. That's nice. Yeah. So if I wanted to, I could go see It's a Wonderful Life. I don't super want to, but I could. Nah. The last movie I saw at the movie theater was that 18 something the the world war one movie that i can't remember much of now but it was fucking brutal i remember that very Mm. good film if i recall was it 1916 
Oh, it might have been. Might have been. Yeah, it would have been. It wouldn't have been eighteen. It would have been nineteen something. Nineteen eighteen, or I don't know. Either way, uh, that was the last one I saw just before everything shut down. And I was in Philadelphia at that time, and it was a movie theater that was pretty cool. Like you'd order food, and they bring it to you, which to me was the height of luxury. It is the height of They're luxury. bringing me a burger to eat while I watch this film. This is amazing. I'm going to love experiencing all the things Philadelphia has to offer. Oh, everything's shut now for a year. Yep. Except for WWE. Yeah, except WWE. Chikara sure fucking did. Oh, Jesus. A couple weeks away from my Chikara debut. Yeah, I remember that. Chikara went up and fucking smoked me. Yep. Fuck. That was terrifying. Oh, well. I'd planned to go back to the movie theater a couple of weeks ago to watch Saw X, and then oh. ADHD'd my way out of not doing it. I love the Saw films, and I've never actually seen one in the movie theater. Hmm. I did watch it when it uh, went to TVs, though, so I have seen Saw X. After the last two films, it is a good Saw film, after you get past the first half an hour. I haven't seen any of the Saw films, but, oh. but I part of me really wants to see at least the first one. The first one is a very good police procedural film. Because I'm starting to realize The Last Voyage of the Demeter was a movie I liked enough to go to a theater, to a theater, to watch it twice. And it's probably my favorite movie that came out this year, with the possible exception of uh, Spider-Verse. But... What it's it's got me realizing is that I want more horror media that is dramatic and serious and grimy, you know? I want more horror media that reminds me of movies like Halloween or Alien. Yeah. Because that like that's a that's a thrill that can't be topped. The thrill of watching like Alien. You know, there should be more video games about aliens. Didn't they make a Darkest Dungeon knockoff? I don't know. It was like uh, Aliens... Oh, um... no, no. It it wasn't a Darkest Dungeon knockoff. It was more like XCOM. It was like a, a real-time strategy thing where you controlled a squad of four marines as a single entity huh. directing them about. But it had some Darkest Dungeon elements in the... It was, first of all, fucking hard. And it would carry on if you failed. And there'd Ooh. be consequences. Like, they could become traumatized and would have to go see the psychiatrist on the ship. <laughs> Otherwise, they pick up negative traits. Yep, that's, that's Darkest Dungeon. Yeah. Aliens. I can't even remember. Dark Descent. Dark Descent. Aliens Dark Descent. I only know that because I I read your review of it. Mm. I was fucking hooked on it for a while. It is unfortunately a very glitchy game, so I couldn't mm. recommend it as much as I wanted to. But on top of a strategy game, it's a survival horror. Like, it is a fucking scary game. Good. When you are warned that the hive is coming, you batten down the fucking hatches because you know what is going to happen is going to be fucking brutal. Good. If you can't good. get out in time. Fucking good. Yeah. I want the aliens to be scary again. What I love about Aliens Dark Descent, I think I've talked about this on, um, I might have mentioned it in my review, actually. 
My experience playing Dark Descent was exactly the same experience the Colonial Marines had in the Aliens movie. I was like, oh, I'm used to Aliens games, and this is a squad shooter thing. Hoorah! I'm going to march in and blast everything. And the moment I got spotted and started doing killing, I I had my anus turned inside out. Ooh. Like, I was in for such a shit-kicking. It was brutal. And I left, like, with my tail between my legs, just like the Marines in Aliens. I underestimated what was happening, went in guns blazing, oorah Marines, and then realised, oh wait, no, this isn't, this is a horror game. But you said that it persists, even after failure. Yes. So at no point is it game over, man. Oh, actually... Actually, I tell a lie. <laughs> if the whole squad gets wiped out, then yes, it is game over, man. Do they say that on the on the? I think there might be some incidental dialogue. Game over, man. They had to patch some of the dialogue out because every time you moved the marines, someone would go either move, move, or get a move on you slugs. Every time you clicked the move button. Oh, and you click the move button a lot. And they had to patch it out because it wouldn't shut the fuck up. Another reason to bring up Code Vein, I guess. Indeed. They had to patch in the ability to shut the yeah. people the fuck up. Another game that ran its fucking mouth. Oh, I miss Code Vein. I should probably pick Code Vein up, but I can't. I don't have time because I, I am too busy playing, you know... Because you know me, Stephanie. I am always on the cutting edge. Always on the cusp, you know? Yeah. I am ahead of the oh, curve. Absolutely. I know what's Indubitably, happening. isn't it? My finger is on the pulse. Mm. So I've been playing Final Fantasy 2. Oh! That's a nice treat for you. Yeah. I mean, I've played I it played... before. Yeah. Uh, I played the PSP version, which is vastly superior to the original and gives you an actual reason to level. Like, it gives you challenges worth leveling up your weapons and uh, spells for. Yeah. But the the Pixel Remaster, I'm glad that they preserved it mostly as is. Yeah, I played that a couple weeks ago. Uh, a couple months ago now. Um, Final Fantasy 2. The, the Pixel Remaster. Didn't finish that one. I finished, I went all the way through 4, and then was like, okay, now I'm going to go back and start from the beginning. And then I did all of 1, and then I got partway through 2, and then did what I normally do, got distracted and wandered off, never to play it again. 2 is also, like, a lot of learned people, people who have played many, many Final Fantasy games, 2 is commonly cited as the worst main numbered final fantasy game yeah except for the people who still insist to this day that it's either 13 or 15 but no no both of them are wrong they're all wrong it's two i like that they went for something weird like this was like the late 1980s that this fucking game came out so the idea of building up skills by using them and building up stats by using skills associated with those stats Building strength by attacking with a physical weapon. Building your magical prowess by repeatedly casting magic. Cool on paper. And it would not be the last Final Fantasy game to do this. Yeah. In practice, not so great. It 
ended up just being very, very fucking grindy. If you wanted to do anything other than just level up your fist skill. Which, don't get me wrong, I, I'm appreciative of any game that lets me up my fisting game. But, oh, Angela White. I'm sorry, I, just, I said fisting and immediately thought of her. Whenever I hear it, I just think, yeah, I'm really good at that. Oh, I bet you are. I bet you are. Mm. Carry on. I'm going to have a think about that. I know, that's why I said it. I'm a shameless attention whore. And I know how to get it. Yes. There's never going to be a time where I don't want to give it. It's a lot of power to give a girl. Well, you deserve it. You deserve it. But yes, leveling up your skills in Final Fantasy II is needlessly laborious. And as a result, it's easy to just bulldoze through the entire game with all three of the main characters. Guests will come and go as you play but with all three of the main characters one of whom is literally a guy named guy <laughs> just have them punch the shit out of everything and you'll be fine yeah because there's nothing in the game that is challenging enough to warrant an adjustment of strategy you can just bulldoze through everything so it's a it's a noble attempt but i am I'll put it to you this way. I'm excited to see what Final Fantasy 3 has to offer once I'm done. And that's Final Fantasy 2. Good music. Well, there you are. That's actually probably the best thing I can say about Mass Effect as well. There you go. Bringing it full circle. I have been quasi-conscious throughout the recording of this podcast today. I think we've reached a nice point of conclusion. We have. Where we can put this to bed, as it were. Is there anything else, and I've had a lovely time speaking with you this evening, is there anything you'd like to close us off on? Um, CM Punk! 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 CM Punk!